0: Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henshaw, Horticultural Educator for the University of Illinois Extension System. And this week I wanted to talk about something that we should do every few years periodically for our, garden, our gardens and our, our trees and shrubs in the yard. And that would be to do some soil testing. We typically uh, think about fall as the preferred time because any elements that we've added during the spring and growing season, any organic matter that we put in this spring has had a chance to react in the soil profile. So when the test is actually taken and you get the results back, we know that those materials have had their impact on the ground already and we can proceed um, from there. Um, We also think about fall because it's a longer, easier period uh, to allow us to get out into the garden or the landscape bed to take that soil sample. We're not fighting spring rain or cold, horrible weather. Um, muddy soils. Uh, We can do it in the fall when it's a lot more convenient for us and we can do it anytime from now till there's literally till just before the ground freezes. So we have a, a good strong window here and something that we should be be thinking about doing. When we talk about a soil test and we all hear about this all the time or have read about them all the time but a basic soil test typically is going to give you some some pretty good information and perhaps let you know why your plants are, are, are growing well and perhaps why they're not. Um, the basic soil test should give you your pH level and that is essentially the level of alkalinity or acidity in the soil and I'll get to why that's pretty important. And then it most oftentimes will give you the level or or the amounts anyway that are available for plant growth in the soil of our three major nutrients, uh, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. The reason the pH level is pretty important is because um, if that is really out of whack, if it's really below 6 being more and more acidic or above 7 being more and more alkaline, This is going to uh, have the potential of limiting uh, all the nutrients that the plant needs in terms of availability. It just means that the soil particles are going to hang on to that nutrient in a way that makes it harder and harder for the plant root system, those little tiny hair roots and the uh, soil microflora that also helps feed the plant um, to get it away from that soil particle to go into the plant. So pH is is really really a good indicator of um, uh, what condition your soils in without knowing anything else about it. This pH issue uh, comes up every year in some some form with a a certain percentage of our of clientele that visit the extension office. I can say pretty uniformly though that in Northern Illinois the pH rarely falls below 6.7 just because our parent material where our soils came from came out of limestone rock so we rarely have an acidic soil. There are exceptions like I visited with uh, rose growers who have spent twenty years adding organic matter to their rose bed and at that point the roses are growing more in composted material and organic matter than they are dirt and in some cases then those pH's are, are below 6, 5.5, 5.0 and they actually need some lime to bring them back up. But for the most part in Northern Illinois we don't worry about having to lime our soil if anything Uh, most often we might need to add some sort of an acidifying agent to bring our pHs between the range of 6.0 and 7.0 and this is the range where the vast majority of those at least 16 essential elements that our plants need uh, have ample opportunity and ample availability to get what they need out of the soil when they need it and in the amounts they need it. So Having that pH range of 6 to 7 is, is very important. I did talk about those 16 elements, and pretty briefly here, we have some structural elements or structural nutrients. And those are, as you might think about, those are carbon, oxygen, and hydrogen. Those are the building blocks that help us build the cells and give our plants structure. And then we have those major nutrients and these are the three elements that we typically find in a soil test that would be nitrogen phosphorus and potassium those are the ones that are used in the greatest amount we have secondary and micronutrients as well those secondary nutrients and you'll you should recognize all of these really Uh, calcium plants need calcium for strong cell walls and skins on their fruits we need it for strong teeth and bones Uh, Same calcium. Uh, Magnesium and sulfur are the other two that come along as secondary nutrients. And then we have these micronutrients. And these are the same things we find in our vitamin supplements that we take. We're talking about boron, uh, 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 chloride, copper, iron. We use a lot of eat and consume a lot of that. Manganese, uh, molybdenum, and zinc. We take zinc pills. Um, So um, we're not so far apart between plants and human beings in terms of of what we need to be healthy. And by consuming plant matter, fruits and vegetables, we're getting those uh, into our body without the need of, say, taking a supplement. So we need to be sure those things are in the right amounts in our soil. Now, a more extensive soil test will give you more information but at the, very, at the very minimum, we get pH, uh, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium levels. Uh, beyond that, it's great to find out what percent organic matter you have in your soil. Organic matter helps the soil hold more moisture so that when we have a brief drought period or a dry period, um, during the summer months that the plants really don't react to it being dry. They have the moisture they need coming out of the organic matter out of the soil profile. So organic matter is another another good one, uh, really another good one to know. Uh, one way to ensure, and you don't need a soil test to tell you to, you need to add this, is to go ahead every year and add some organic matter in the form of some kind of compost to your vegetable bed. Certainly Uh, Your perennial beds will benefit from it as well, and with those opportunities when you can add that to a shrub border um, along the fence of your home, all your plants benefit from organic matter. Coming from plants, that organic matter contains all those 16 essential nutrients that the plants need to grow with, so it just makes sense that uh, we add them along. What the soil test will tell you is if any of those major nutrients, the nitrogen, phosphorus, or the potassium, is lacking or excessive. Uh, That says, okay, I don't have to add any more phosphorus to my soils. They have plenty, or uh, I do need to add uh, something to bring up the potassium level. So that's an additional amendment you would make to the soil by putting them in the ground now and working them in. These are all chemical reactions in the soil. So this gives us all the rest of this season and into early next spring as we plant the garden to make sure these reactions have occurred so that we've actually improved the soil and would expect a plant response accordingly. Well, this has been Richard Henschel with this week's Green Side Up. It's a pleasure, and I'll be back again next week.